I, I'm a pretty loud person at the office, at home. I don't even know if I need to be mic'd at all. But maybe if they're recording or something, that's why they need it. My name is Mike Haynes. I'm an elder here at the church. Um, Pastor Rusty is out of town, so I'm going to bring the word today. Um, I've already been warned three times that the Cowboys play their early game. I don't they just tap me on the shoulder and just said, hey, you know the Cowboys play early. Okay. So in conclusion, let's go ahead and open in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you today to move supernaturally in this church. Father, I want to receive everything you have for me today. Open my mind, my ears, my heart. Let me receive what you have, Father. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. We're going to talk today about being in a spiritual battle. Okay, open with me to Ephesians chapter 6, and we're going to start in verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against the powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Sometimes I think we might forget who we're going into battle against. The fact, what do we fight against? It's not politics. It's not our government. It's, we're fighting against principality, against the powers, against darkness of this age, spiritual hosts of wickedness. Therefore, take up your whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Um, I've said this before, and I got this. It's a biography that I read um, years ago, and he had a cute, he had a cute little saying that he was, he was talking about when he was a kid about being bullied. He said every day he would go to school, and every day he'd get beat up, and every day they would take all his lunch money. Well, he would take that lunch money, and he said, "You know what? I'm going to stop this. I'm tired of being beat up. I'm tired of losing." I'm tired of losing my lunch money. I'm tired of not having any food at lunch. So I'm going to take karate. Now, the karate class was actually more expensive than the lunch money he was taking. And then they expected him to do something, to study, to practice, to work out. And he said, well, you know what? It's actually easier giving my money to the bully. So I'm just going to give up on karate, go to the playground, and pay the bully his lunch money. Now, we kind of think that's funny, and we kind of laugh about it, but a lot of times as Christians, we go into the same spiritual battle like we think we're going to a playground. And I'm going to go ahead, you know, fighting the devil's a little hard. I'm just going to give up. Stopping the devil from taking things from my family, destroying and stealing and killing. I'm just going to let it happen because it's, it's easier. I don't want to fight anymore. Now, when we talk about this spiritual battle, we talk about it in kind of different fronts. A battle against our flesh, a battle against the world, you know, and then a battle against the devil. We're going to look at the first one here, a battle against the flesh in Galatians chapter 5. 
And I'm going to start in um, chapter 5, and I'm going to start in verse 16. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. What it's saying is, I really have two choices when I wake up in the morning. Am I going to choose today to satisfy the needs of my flesh or the needs of my spirit? Am I going to do what feels good regardless of the consequences? Or am I going to do what the spirit needs? Am I reading my Bible? Am I studying scriptures? Am I in prayer? Am I communicating daily with my father? Or am I trying to satisfy the flesh? It's a training you know, like I said today, I've been told three times that the Cowboys play at noon, okay? Now, they played last week. Between now and then, do you think that the players looked at their playbooks? Did they practice? Did they talk to the coach? Did they touch a football in between? Of course they did. If they didn't, today they would be beat, overwhelming any team that decided, oh, we're just not going to do anything all week. Same thing as a Christian. If my relationship with the Father is from on Sunday and have again until the next Sunday, well, I'm going to get beat up pretty bad over the week. I'm not prepared for battle. I'm not prepared to move forward. And I get beat. The second one, the battle against the word, the world. 1 John Chapter 2, verse 16. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but of this world. A lot of times the world wants to drag us back into our old lifestyles and our own desires, and it, and it holds us up. We get focused on what's going on in politics, what's on talk radio, what's going on in the world becomes more important than what's going on in my spiritual life. Now, if we're not being attacked by our flesh and, if we're, and then not attacked by the world, we have an enemy. A lot of Christians do not understand or recognize that they have an enemy. I pulled up this um, poll a while back. According to a 1999 Gallup poll, more than 86% of Americans believed there is a God. Some polls had that as high as 95%. Okay. They also the same poll that less than 60% of the same people believe there was a devil. So as Christians, a lot of times, how do we prepare for battle if we don't believe we have an enemy? The devil doesn't mind that I got saved as long as he keeps me under his thumb, keeps me living an abundant life, keeps me showing people the love of Christ, as long as he keeps me inactive, it doesn't matter. If he can keep me down so that I don't show other people the love of Christ, the devil's won. Because I don't believe he exists, so why should I fight against him? The devil's here to give us an enormous amount of trouble. Turn to John chapter 10, verse 10. 
The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that you may have it in life and that, they may, and that they may have it more abundantly. You got some trouble in your life right now. You have trouble if somebody's there trying to steal everything you've worked hard for. Your peace, your joy, your goods. If people are trying to steal from you. You have trouble if there's death, sickness. The devil is trying to kill my marriage, to kill my children, to kill my work, to destroy everything that I've worked for. I have trouble. Now, I did a word study. This is going back a few months ago, and I was going through a period of trouble, and I just I couldn't understand it. So the first thing I do when I have something going on in my life I don't understand, I'll do a, what I call a word study. And I looked up scriptures after scriptures after scriptures on the word trouble. There's a few things I knew. A, God will get me out of my trouble regardless if I'm the reason I'm in it or it's just attack of the devil and it has nothing to do with me. God wants to get me out of any one of my troubles. And that, every scripture that I pulled up on trouble, there wasn't one negative thing about it. Now, I'm going to read a bunch of scriptures here that are probably not going to get time to get on the board, but I wanted to kind of give you an idea about trouble. Psalms 46.1. God is your refuge in strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. He's not ready to help sometimes, most of the times. He's ever-present help in time of trouble. Ever-present time, ever-present help in time of trouble. Psalms 50.15. Trust me in times of trouble, and I will rescue you, and you will give me glory. Psalms 54, 7. For you will rescue me from troubles and help me to triumph over my enemies. Psalms 59, 16. But I will sing of your power. Yes, I will sing aloud for your mercy in the morning, for you have been my defense and refuge in the day of trouble. Give us, in Psalm 60, 11, Give us help from trouble, for the help of man is useless. How many times are we in trouble, and I decide, you know what? I'm going to find a worldly solution to my troubles. I'm going to have the government fix what's wrong with me. I'm going to go to my neighbors. I'm going to go to my work. I'm going to find a way to satisfy my needs without going to Christ. Give us help from trouble, for the help of man is useless. Psalm 69, 17. Do not hide from your servant. Answer me quickly, for I am in deep trouble. Lord, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in deep trouble, and I need help now. I don't need help tomorrow. I don't need help next week. I need help now. And God said, now that you ask, now I'll help. When will you help? Now. Now that you've asked me, I will help. A lot of times I'm going through all this trouble and I don't understand it. And God said, you never asked me to get you out. You never come to me and talk. God, I need help. I need help now. Now I'll help you. You cried to me in trouble and I saved you. I answered out of the thundercloud. I call to you whenever trouble strikes and you will answer me. Psalms 91.15. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue them and honor them. Psalms 102.2. Do not hide your face from me in the day of trouble. Incline your ear to me 
in that day I call, that I call, answer me speedily. Not slow. Answer me now. I need help now. Lord, help. Psalms 107.6, help. Lord, help. I cried in their trouble, and he rescued me from their stress. Um, where's the, there's another one good one I want to share with you that I like. That it did a lot. Psalm 71. Make haste, O Lord. Deliver me. Make haste to help me, Lord. I need help now. The Lord wants to help me today, right now. He was just waiting for me to ask him. Lord, I need help. Now I can help you, Mike. Turn with me to James chapter 4, verse 7. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Now, let's look. They have this in a particular order on purpose. Things didn't happen in the Bible by accident. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. A lot of times, we try to go to battle against the devil all by ourselves. I haven't submitted to God. I haven't prayed to God. I haven't spoke to God. I haven't read about God. But I'm going to try to fight the devil all week long on my own. And wonder why I'm getting beat up. It said first, therefore submit to God. Now that you ask, now I will help you. God, I need your help and I need it now. Now that you ask, now, now I'll help you. But a lot of times I want to try to resist the devil with the strength of Michael. And every time, the help of man is useless. I chose to resist the devil on the power of Michael instead of submitting before God. I want to draw near to God because I want him to draw near to me. What's funny is God's chasing behind me, and I just got to stop and say, I need you, and he's going to draw right near to me. Because he's been wanting to help me all along, but he needed me to ask. I have not because I ask not. Now we got to make a choices here. We have some choices we need to make. Turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter 6. And we're going to start in verse 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on to eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Every morning when I wake up, I have the decision, am I going to fight the good fight? Am I going to wake up this morning and say, you know what? I'm going to satisfy the needs of my flesh. I'm going to give the bully my lunch money and give up. I'm not going to beat the devil off my family. I'm not going to beat the devil off my church. I'm going to allow the things that I'm struggling with to be paramount. I'm not going to fight the good fight of faith. I think a lot of times we forget we're fighting on a spiritual battlefield and not a playground. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5.
Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not onto your own understanding. I don't know what's going on, but I don't need to. It's not my understanding that I'm going to lean on to. The fact is I know God will deliver me from every trouble that comes my way, every temptation, every attack of the devil, every addiction, everything the devil might want to throw out to me. I will defeat it because I'm, not, I'm going to trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not onto my own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. When we're wondering which direction to go, are we acknowledging God? God, which way should I go? What direction should I take my life? How do I save my marriage? How do I save my children? How do I save my work? How do I go forward in my life? I have these troubles. Father, I need help, and I need help now. And God said, let me direct your path. Acknowledge me. Talk to me, Michael. Tell me what's going on and what you need. Speak to me. Have a daily relationship with me. I've said a hundred times, my children, even in a crowded room, I could say their name, and they recognize it. Bebo's not going to be able to go to David and say, I'm your father, follow me. He doesn't recognize his voice. He doesn't know him. Doesn't, doesn't know him as his father. But if I tell David right now to come on stage, David will come on stage. Why does David know my voice? I'm not David's biological father. How does he know that I'm his father? Because we spend time every day talking to each other. We spend every day studying together, doing homework. We spend every day helping him grow and to develop and move on. He's getting a little embarrassed now, but I stay and I visit with David every day of my life. How do I know my father's voice? How do I know him, what his heart is, what his character is? Because I spend in a, de- a relationship with every day. I talk to him every day. And it says that I'm gonna acknowledge him in, in all his ways. I'm gonna acknowledge God. God, what am I gonna do today? What do we need to do? What can I do to improve? How do I get myself out of this trouble, Father? What do I do in this spiritual battle? I'll show you. I'll acknowledge me and I will show you your path. It's that simple. I'm, David knows my voice because I spend time with him. I know the Father's voice because I spend time with him daily. The devil is not a cartoon character. He's powerful. He's intelligent. He's conniving. He hates you. Why does the devil want to attack you? It was a video I watched of Joe McGee, and I thought it was so right on. It was talking about, you know, if you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, and you break up, and you hate her, and she hates you, and you're all mad, you can't get to her. So what do you do? You put a picture on the wall, and you throw darts at it. Why do you throw darts at her picture? Because you can't get to her. So you go after, his, you go after her image. Why does the devil attack you? He hates God, but he can't get to him. So he goes after his image. He attacks you. The devil wants to destroy you. Are you going to let him? Are you going to give him your lunch money? Are you going to attack him like it's on the playground or a battlefield? Let me give you one more scripture. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 10.
And I'm going to be in verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. There is nothing in your life that's attacking you that is uncommon to God. There's nothing that's attacking you and God going, hmm, didn't see that one coming. I don't know what to do with that. Everything that we're going through, our marriages, our work, spiritual attacks, addiction, anything that's going on in our lives, God's going, I know that one. Well, very common. Very common attack of the devil, Michael. We can overcome that easily. That's that's an old playbook, Mike. That's an an old one for the devil. We got that one. That's common. Every, no temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. Nothing new. The devil ain't giving you anything new that ain't common to God. God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able. Whatever temptation is in your life, whatever battle in your spiritual battlefield, whatever bully that you have to attack is nothing more. God has already seen it. He goes, nope, Mike can handle that one. That's not something he can't overcome. Every temptation that's in your life, God already seen it and goes, nope, he can handle that. There's not a temptation I go through that I can't overcome. As long as I choose to walk and acknowledge God in all my ways. There's not a temptation I can't defeat. But with that temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. There's nothing going on in my life, in your lives, my brother's life, nothing that God hasn't gone. Yep, that's common. He can overcome. That's not a problem because I'm going to lay out a direct path out of that trouble. All he's got to do is acknowledge me and I'm going to say, okay, Mike, walk here, walk here, right out of my trouble. Now, I got to be prepared for battle. I mean, the players today playing football, they prepared all week long. Not today, not this morning. They prepared all week long for this game. Because they know nothing is going to happen today is going to be uncommon to them. There's nothing they can't overcome. There's no team that has no way of winning today, no direct path. There's nothing going on in my life that I can't overcome. There's no temptation that's going on that I'm facing that God is not going, Mike, very common. Don't worry, that's very common. I can handle that. We're good to go. Nope, it's not too much for you, Mike. I've already looked at it. It's more, you can easily handle this. Well, how? Don't worry, I've already made a plan, Mike. All you gotta do is talk to me. Let's have a daily relationship and I will show you exactly what steps to take. All I gotta acknowledge is my father, to realize that I'm in a spiritual battle against the devil, that I can't alone defeat him. Resist the devil and he will flee. I must first submit to God. If I, the devil ain't scared of me. He's scared of the word that's inside of me. And when I say that word out, that's what scares the devil. Not Michael. It's the word inside of Michael, the devil flees from. Let's go ahead and close in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, 
I ask you to spend a daily amount of time with me. The Father, to build in my relationship with you. Father, I know I will come across temptations and troubles and spiritual battles. But Father, none of them are uncommon to you. That Father, there's no temptation that any one of us face that you won't overcome. There's no way, path that you will be blocked. That Father, you will direct our steps because we acknowledge you. Father, I ask you to move supernatural in our lives this week. Watch what we do, Father. Help me see where I'm stumbling. Help me grow closer, more personal to you. I want to know you more tomorrow than I have today. Father, be with me on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I want a daily relationship with you. Because I understand I'm not playing on no playground. I'm in, a spa- I'm in a spiritual battle with the prince of darkness. But it's okay. The Bible said I've already won. Oh, what a blessing to go into battle with already the victory is assured. It's assured, Father, because I'm fighting with you. You're my protector. I'm not going alone. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be dismissed. I think I got you in time to go watch football.